Well, this morning I'd like to focus on the first reading uh, from the book of Samuel. And we see this interesting situation where Hannah, the mother of Samuel, actually dedicates Samuel as a child to uh, the temple. And actually there's a, there's a kind of an interesting analogy to that, to what she just did there in our own tradition. Uh, it's not done now. I don't think it's been done for probably a few hundred years, but for quite a while there was a tradition of um, what was called the oblate. And you, you actually took your child and you basically gave your child to a monastery, uh, either a female convent or a male monastery. And the child was raised in the context of the religious life. Now, I think uh, a lot of people today would regard that as uh, somehow... Um, you know, being unfair to the child, like what are you, you're taking away the child's freedom, uh, you're not enabling them to choose, something like that. And, uh, well, in fact, you know, the, the child was always free to leave the monastery when they got older. It wasn't like they were <laughs> bound there for the rest of their life. And, uh, this, this custom or convention resulted in some very, very amazing saints. So, for example, St. Thomas Aquinas, Himself, he was an oblate with the Benedictine monks. And so he was raised by Benedictine monks. And, uh, this would have been, uh, sh- certainly one of the, one of the contributing factors to his great sanctity and learning and knowledge. And, uh, so it's a moment, you know, to thinking about this idea of the oblate and what Hannah does with, uh, Samuel, uh, you know, it's a moment for us to kind of think about how we regard, um, freedom and law and child-rearing, we have, I think, today a false concept of freedom. We conceive of of freedom as the absence of law. Freedom is the absence of any kind of restraints, any kind of discipline, anything that would limit our options and our choices. That's, you know, a, a very common sort of intuition about freedom. But in truth, freedom and law are not opposed to one another whatsoever. Freedom is always a freedom for, uh, for the moral good. Freedom is always ordered towards what's morally true and right. Any other kind of freedom is a false freedom. So true freedom is ordered towards what's right. And in as much as law points out what's right, law plays at least an initial role in a healthy education towards freedom. Freedom is, uh, you know, it's not the uh, absence of all constraints. Freedom is a task, it's a great challenge, and it's something that we grow in over our lifetime. And uh, if you want to take away your child's freedom, don't ever discipline them. Don't ever have any kind of rules. And what will happen is they'll develop very serious vices, and they'll be enslaved to vice and then they'll really be without any kind of freedom. Um, A good analogy to kind of think about this is playing an instrument. You don't take an instrument, give it to the kid, and say, hey, just have at it. you you got to initially at least impose a certain kind of external uh, discipline on the child so that they learn the right notes, so forth and so on. And that's the initial stage of the child's progress towards becoming competent in that instrument. And eventually starts, what starts to happen is those, those rules that you're giving the child or that the instructor is giving the child 
the child tries to perceive the connection between the external rule and the internal principle of the truth of, of the nature of music. Music has law, there's, there's the internal realities and laws of harmonies and so forth and so on. And when that connection begins to be made, the child starts to internalize the principles that were formerly external. And they start to become part of the inner nature of the child. And then in the final stage, there's um, uh, the law becomes a platform for great creativity and expression and beauty. And that's really what the moral life is, is that we begin with the, with the law and we begin, then we interiorize it and then it becomes something to set us free so that we can have life-giving force of virtue and love and goodness flowing forth from us. So, point being, law and freedom are not necessarily opposed to one another and law is the first stage towards freedom.